0: Yes, welcome to No Ideas Original featuring Shannon. Mr. Rob, and Zane. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing this week? Good, good. What's up? Bro? What's, up? what's going on, everybody? Good. Yeah. Yo, oh Zane, yo, we forgot to tell you. Me and Rob took the road trip to um to BK this week, uh, to um to Oko Farms. How was it? It was um, dope, yo, yo. It was, yeah. it was dope. We had a t- we had a chance to meet um Yimmy in person. Shout out to Yimmy. And were she gave us a tour of the farm, told us how, you know, how what the layout was, talked to us about the red tape, <clears throat> excuse me, the red tape that she's encountered also with keeping the farm operational and the plans also that she has to um to 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 grow the farm. Like they're looking at another location.
1: And she's working with some other people too, man, and I think they call Universe Universal City out in Brownsville. They they just uh purchased a warehouse. So she brought her designs to the warehouse, but so they're going to be growing fruit and browns in Brownsville, Brooklyn. I mean, fruits and vegetables and browns in Brownsville, Brooklyn, too. I'm
0: going to yeah. place some early order for the mashed-out posse greens, though. <laughs> yo. Great, yo. Yo. yo, yo, the crazy thing is, as we driving through Brooklyn, we probably went like two or three blocks, and then nobody have a mask on. Nobody. That's crazy.
1: Crazy. Nobody have a
2: mask
0: on. And I don't know if you see, like, on the news now, they talking about, like, all these hot spots in New York, too. Mm-hmm. And coming back in full you know covid supposedly back coming back around so i was brooklyn. a little surprised i'm like damn you know, ain't nobody out here, no mass one brooklyn
1: got like 30 hotspots
0: <laughs> brooklyn hot right now brooklyn brooklyn always <laughs> hot but they extra hot right now
1: they on fire son. <laughs> yeah, crazy, man. Man. <laughs> not, but, the, but the visit the visit was definitely dope i learned some things you know because i'm a i'm a future farmer so I learned a lot about what she's growing, how she's growing it, her design. I didn't know about the fish situation because she's using fish, you know what I mean? So she's digging them and she's putting them underground. It's a whole process. Aquaponics, to
3: right? That's aquaponics? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, the size of the
0: fish, though,
1: that she had, though, was like, if she had fish that, yo, was big, so and they come up to the water for you to pet them. I'm like, hey, yeah. Size, size, size of small catfish, damn near. It was, it was healthy, son. It was healthy. It was, healthy. It was really yeah, healthy. Probably, yo, probably. We enjoyed it, man. It was a good time, man. Shout out to Oko o- o- Farms and Yemi, man. Yeah, yeah. I was, That was definitely a
0: good look. But what you been up to, Zane? What you do this week so far? Oh, man. Just still doing my uh little, little
3: biking thing, trying to get back in shape. I actually signed up for a membership at Planet Fitness. I'm looking to do that, I guess, probably by, like, next week. I went and looked at the, um, you know, the little tour or whatever. Mm-hmm. Only thing about it is that I you know, I don't I don't know how to swim. I've always been to food parties and all that, throwing people in pools but never knew how to swim.
2: You
3: gonna so, take
1: lessons? I, You gonna take lessons?
3: Well shoot, they don't even have uh swimming lessons at Planet. They, they don't even have a pool, so I'm like damn, yo. Know? So I might they, they have a gold gym down the street. I might consider doing gold Gym. But I'm going to just do once more, I'm going to go through another tour through Planet Fitness and then we have my options from there. But eight times out of ten, I might just do both gyms. Because I believe the what, one down the street. What, I, are you the, look, what are you looking for in the gym, though? What exactly do you uh, want to do? I'm looking for a real good uh dietary program as far as, like, you know, having, like, nutritionists and all that, doing, like, the meal plans and all that. Uh I'm looking to get... um what up, like, like, I don't want to... I don't want to be in a joint every day, but I would say at least like four out of seven days. Cause, cause, because a lot of times too, that people, I mean, not to stray off too much from the, from, from the subject, but uh, a lot of times when you see people's biceps, they might have like a, a big bicep right here, the another one, like medium yeah. size, or just look to form, because nine times out of 10, they, they doing that joint every day. You got to let the muscle fibers rip break down and then build back up. So you're supposed mm-hmm. to do your, like, like, if you're doing legs, you do legs up every other day. You do upper body, you do your arms every other day. Not right. every day. That's sure. right. No. right but yeah. I'm looking for, like, an overall balanced out type of situation, man, because I want to I wanna definitely get back up. I mean, I, I'm already 200. I, I don't want to be no more than, like, 205.
0: But I, I, I want to be, like, a physical physique. How tall are you? 5'10". Yeah, the same, about the same height as me. Okay, yeah. about the same height as me. I mean, yo, I used to, i was a member of Planet Fitness for a little, for a little bit of time. It's a cool gym. a good experience. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah it, it was. It was a good experience. I tell you one thing though. The one thing I didn't like about them is I had signed a contract, and the contract, yo, the contract was like a like a damn record deal. Like it was mad pages, and it was mad yeah. language to get out of it at the end and everything. True. And then yeah, I'm gonna be honest true. with you. Then um, uh, my wife signed me up with um, a, a, a gym. A, with a personal trainer, and uh, you know he's doing and stuff like that, and that that was a much better experience. It was a much better experience because it was you know you actually had the hands-on approach with somebody working with you, telling you like this is what you need to do, this is how you should eat, pushing That's you. I, mean. and, right. I think, I,
1: think right. I would work better with a trainer
2: than... Yeah, and then but yo, know, them
0: trainers are the slave drivers though. I think actually Corey, I think at one point was a, was doing train was a trainer doing trainer work. But yo, know, them trainers. It's um, it's slave drivers, man. But yo, they, you get to me. I got better results out of that. out of Planet Fitness. It was just me going there, getting on uh, the machines, watching the TV. You, you know, well, you know, it, it just it's if you looking for glamour, glitz, and the look. Planet Fitness and edge edges of eyes edge those are the type yeah, of edge looking like to really get in a gym and like really work out or like do this like legit training and stuff like that maybe a smaller gym with a trainer and of course when you get a trainer involved because it costs cost a couple more dollars yeah.
1: Yo, no
3: yo, yo. so tell me this though right um so so after. During during, you know the situation when you was having the personal training and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like after, you, after you left out the gym, would you, would you hear in the Rocky joint like, you felt you, you, felt good, or it took like a, a certain amount of days in order to like feel, you know, get to that yo, second move. The first,
0: the, the first real talk, yo, The first day I went, I left out. So. I was like, yo, man, yo, I, I don't, yo, I don't know, I don't know if I could do this. And the first day I went, but I, first door, I was doing like boot, like boot camp, and boot camp was like non-stop for hours. It was like a circuit, like you know, you are running, you're ready to practice. you you you, you call, you put you doing all kinds of different shit, and it was yo, it was intense. And I remember getting in my car, and I was like, man, like yo, what did I get myself into? <laughs> then by the third day, and my body got acclimated to it and everything, and I got good with it and Got into the routine, you start looking forward to it, you feel good,
2: right? Right,
0: you, know, you feel good. You, you guys, no, nah, nah. not, not, not that not extreme, okay? No, nah, no, nah. I, I highly call it like y'all. I it was, it was, yo, it was, it was good, it was good. Like, even now, like, exercising, I exercise regularly in my um, my house, you know, I got so much stuff in my house, that's why I will probably never get another gym membership. I personally feel like gym memberships could be wasteful, you know, like, really? I think a lot of people. A lot of people invest in gym memberships and then, you know, they start on strong and then after a while, they start exercising, you know. But for me, you know, I got to just go down to the basement. I go down to the basement, you know, I got like my um, chin up bar, I got my bike, got elliptical, you know,
3: got um, dumbbell.
1: Yeah, brother, you that, got dumbbells
0: saying, too.
3: Because because uh back back when we had Austin and makers on the show, y'all was talking about the uh Lipicles. Peloton. Like that, Peloton. That, that, that. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Peloton. They, 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 you know, y'all said that drink is crazy. Yeah, you it gotta, is. You got to really be in shape for that, and really have a mindset to, to keep it going with that. Yeah. Shout out to Austin and makers too, though. That was an excellent interview we did back then, a couple months is. ago. For the Peloton. Working
0: Yeah. And Peloton, not to give them any free plugs, but Peloton, they came out with a new machine too. They got the Peloton Plus. The Peloton Plus got the screen that swivel around. So right now on the Peloton, it's not only got cycling, but it's got floor exercises, meditation, yoga, got other things on it also. But the screen is stationary in front of you. On the Peloton Plus, the screen I think flips around. So you can actually turn it to face out and put your yoga mat or whatever it is on the floor. so, it's costly but it's to me it's the price of what you probably pay for a gym membership probably less than mm-hmm. what you would pay if you actually got a trainer right and that's a fact the say, top, uh,
2: peloton.
0: Stop. that's that's all facts peloton stop just through the roof right now shout, shout
1: out shout out to my man mike yo mick what's good kid i see you kid. Can... yeah zane what you're saying how much the pelotons on for i'm saying right peloton Peloton,
0: yeah. I'm trying to remember what I pay for mine. I feel like it's it may
1: have been like two grand or
0: something like that.
3: Two grand? You know that? Yeah. That's the investment, yeah. yeah. and then you get a mark, you got to pay I pay two grand for that, man. That drink better come with muscles. That drink better come with muscles or something, The my body How much you going to pay for a gym membership? What you going to pay, $10 a that month? nothing, bro. Like, for the year, it was like, I think it was like, 60 some odd dollars, I think, for the year. Yeah. I think $60? so. game Yeah, it was like 60 or 80 or something, like with everything inclusive.
0: Yo, like that's no Planet fitness. That's some joint you going to. You sure you ain't going to a crack house with exercise equipment? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> this thing you been watching.
3: called, joint called, called, called Beam Me Up Scotty Fitness.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: 60.
0: dollars. Yo, Jim can't even maintain the equipment and the staff for 60
2: dollars.
3: Nah, no, I mean, no, I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm ballpark. I think, yeah, I looked at, look at the drink, it said something like 60 some odd dollars. A year? I, I might be wrong, but I remember seeing something like 60 some odd dollars. No, 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 I think monthly it was like, like 20 or 12, like $12 That's, a month. That sounds
0: that sound about right, because I know Planet Fitness had a promotion where they was doing like $10. I think it was like $10 a month or something like that. But yo, you better, you better, you gotta be careful. OG Dad said the most gym memberships are less expensive than one doctor visit. That's true.
2: But That's yo, true. Here's, the,
0: here's the science behind that. You know that um, right now they give you preventive preventive medicine. A lot of companies offer incentives for you to go to the doctor, and they pay for gym memberships because they know it keeps down the cost of the insurance if you actually have to go to the doctor. And now here's another fact before we get into tonight's topics: um, going to urgent care and going to the emergency room. It's far yeah. more costly than going for a primary care physician doctor. And statistics show that younger, younger employees yeah. go to the doctor. And when they do go to the doctor, they usually go to urgent care or they go to the emergency room because they don't have a primary care physician. Ask me yeah. how I know this stuff. Is it yeah. sorry <laughs> no. yo, yo so 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 I wanna bring a conversation that we were having in private in our group chat yesterday onto the platform to discuss with everybody that's tuned in watching. Because I thought it was I thought it was an interesting discussion. So for those that don't know, um, Lord Jamar has the Godcast, which is a podcast with him, Rod Digger, and um, Godfrey. Mm-hmm. And he had Dr. Umar Johnson on, and him and Dr. Umar Johnson got into this heated debate. Well, it wasn't heated on Lord Jamal's part because he was just kind of, um, you know, sitting back, chilling, listening to Dr. Umar Johnson had to say. But the yeah. debate came up when they began to question Dr. Umar Johnson about how long it's taken for his school to actually be built. Now, Dr. Umar Johnson has been on the circuit for a minute. He's a, he's a scholar, you know, he's written a number of books. He's done um, a lot of good work in, um, in Philadelphia. The school is supposed to be in Wilmington. And Wilmington is actually, um, you know, Wilmington is where my, my mom's side of the family comes from too. So I spent tons of summers in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, so it, w- it would be much appreciated there. I think it's the Frederick Douglass, Marcus Garvey charter school that he's trying to put together for um, for young black men. But the dilemma is that they said that he's into like year six now. And they were saying that there's no electricity. There's no HVAC. And that it's taking forever to build the school. So he got tons of pushback around it. And he just, he, he kind of, he got upset when Lord Jamar questioned him about it. So, Zay, let's go, with Zane, Zane first. Zane, what do you think about it? Well, first of all, anybody
3: that dares to invite Doctor Umar Johnson to an uh, interview is going to turn into a debate and a headache. Um, <laughs> don't get me wrong. The dude, the dude is a, a solid individual. Seems like he seems like a very accredited person to even have that title as doctor. Um, he is an intellectual. He knows about a lot of things that are, you know, good for the well-being of us black, black men and for the black woman and just for black people and just people in general. But he's tapping into the black black economy and black self-awareness and everything else. But from what I've witnessed, the, when, when, when Rod Digger asked this dude, well, Dr. Doctor Dumar Johnson, uh, you know, I guess to start off small, like, you know, why do you not start off small? He did give a very good solid answer. He said okay, yeah. He was like when it comes to uh like he gave like sixteen different uh reasons. He was like when it comes to this, uh you 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 buying Louis Vuitton or you buying polo or you uh buying this big Benz or whatever, do you do you start off small there? No. You guys do the grasshopper. You do the grasshopper. So when it comes to like as far as the well being of of uh, you know, the younger generation why not start off big, Let's start off medium? Why you want to start off on the minimum? So right there, and then when he was talking like, I, he was edging it to Rod Digger, but it, it, it was a segue after that. Like like he was like, yo, like you don't start off small when you wanna get your braids done and all this other stuff and you wanna spend $200, $300. And Rod Digger, I, I saw, like, I, I, felt, I felt the energy through the damn uh, YouTube I was watching. I was like, yo, he's digging in. <laughs> and, 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 and at the same time, Lord Jamar knew that he was right, too. But at the same time, Lord jamar got to come to the fence and he has to be balanced. But overall, I mean, yo, Dr. Umar Johnson, just with that answer alone, it's solid. I tip my hat off to him. But when it comes to, um, whenever you come on and you interview, a lot of times the people that's asking them questions, it's not necessarily from that person asking questions they might want to, you know, just have a general question. So I kind of felt that uh, towards, like, his argumentative tirade, like, I guess after, like, the first 15, 20 seconds, that's when it probably clicked in that Rod Dick is not asking that question just from her perspective. She's just asking a general question. And that's kind of how, you know, it kind of fizzled out after that. But overall, uh solid dude. I wanna see him open up more than one school and so is everybody else. And that right there is just, you know, I guess the beginning of a new beginning as far as for getting these schools and these right platforms, you know, for the education of the younger generation. Salute yeah. to What'd
0: you what you think, Rob? You know, I
1: mean <clears throat> you know when you build a building. <laughs> I, I thought I thought it was weird when he said he, he didn't have plumbing electricity. H back. I thought that was all part of the process when you're erecting you know, especially with plumbing and electricity. If you look at the house, people, you know, for a building to go up and not have that, that seemed a little weird. But well, was- let me. You know what? You know
0: what, Rob. It's funny you say that because I was trying to figure that out. Also, I was wondering if he if he's building from scratch or if he purchased a property that didn't have this stuff already in it. Right. And either way, like, because right. you know, if you're erecting it, then you're not gonna leave
1: out. All of those things, those are right. Especially electricity, you know what I'm saying? Electricity is going the first thing and then plumbing. HVAC, you, may, you maybe can hold off on that for a little while, but, um, you know, I, I agree with Corey's point. It's very hard to erect a school with, you know, with national or public funding. I get that, but at the same time, you know, if I was building a house, the first thing I would think is, I need a toilet, I need a sink. I mean, I need these necessities in there, especially these children. In this climate, and for it to be six years, it leaves questions open for Lord Jamal to be like, yo, I know people that have built schools. Matter of fact, Michael Blackson, just to shout him out, just
2: built a school.
1: Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, he, he, my, my wife has sent me that. So it question, there's it, it, too many holes in it. And just to piggyback off of what Zane, saying this guy is very smart, very intellectual, knows a lot about psychology, knows about the public school system, the jail pipeline system, you know, why they've been putting kids on Ritalin and all these different drugs. I didn't know, What I found out on Canon's class, is that when kids are diagnosed with ADHD, the school system, the public school system alerts the federal government and they get a welfare check for every child. So you have money coming in for every child that you denote special ed or have a, or a learning disability. But in the same token, they're refusing to identify the gifted children. Would get the same benefit if you, if you were to alert the government that we got some gifted kids too. So. I think Nick Cannon had mentioned he was one of those kids that was ADHD, but he come to find out he was just a kid that needed to be talented, which most of us are. We just need a little outlet, whether it's learning an instrument or learning Don't a different differently. You know, you young instead of just saying this kid is he can't sit still, put his ass on readily. Up, and yeah. then it becomes irate, and then he stick and go punch mine in his face. And now you got a kid going to spot it, and now he's a Riker. And then the pipeline I get yeah. it.
0: This is my issue though, with, with it though, like the because I, I feel what he's saying. Face God, I, I feel what he's saying. But to go back to the funding, if he's doing this with public funding and he's asking for donations, then there has to be transparency. You have to be transparent, and you have to be able to answer those questions, and you have to be able to answer those questions without becoming defensive. You know, if, 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 it up. yeah, like if you're, if you're, and to his point, it wasn't like he came on that platform to solicit donations from them. But Lord Jamal said, you know, how about if I did want to donate? His response was, well, it's been six years, and you haven't donated, you're so you're not gonna, you're not, not gonna. A bad donate. answer, right? Yeah. But here's the, yo. Here's the thing. If if, right? If you are truly looking for public donations, when you go to do all these interviews, and he's on a circuit, he's just he's a self-proclaimed. He's, I think he said he's the most book scholar or most um, demand most demanded scholar he's to the go on. Into... He's the most hated somebody. The... book. he has to be. You have to be able to answer these questions, and if you don't answer them, and you become defensive about it then it it gives the illusion to people that, you know what, that you're not transparent and that the money is going to other things and that maybe you're not doing what it is that you say you're doing. And it's unfortunate because I've heard him talk about the school for many years and I don't doubt that he has good intentions and that he's trying to build the school. And I think that some of the frustration that you hear coming from him is probably the fact that maybe he thought that the process would be a little bit easier than what the actual process is he has to also, to me, be a little bit more open to potentially if other people could be of a resource. Because right. when he said that to him, he, um, Lord Jamal was saying, well, my father-in-law built the right. school, maybe he right. could be a resource. And he's like, I'm not trying to build that school. I work with the best psychiatrist, the best psychologist. I'm a certified yeah, He lost it to a tirade, and it's like, yo, dude, I right, so what, what is there that we could, we can't say nothing to you about the school. How do you explain that to me? How do you get public donations Donations from the public if you're not transparent or you become
2: defensive
1: when they ask you, hey, by the way, what are you spending my money on? Right, exactly. And you have the right to ask for that. You want to I, I want to see receipts, nigga. Where, where the yeah. <laughs> bricks is okay. being laid back? And right. he, got, he, got, he got out of pocket, man, and started getting defensive and you seen his ego coming out and going back and forth. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm glad that clip that Zane showed was only 11 minutes. I wouldn't have been able to watch that. I wasn't like that.
0: Yo, but to Lord Jamal's credit, tell me Lord Jamal wasn't patient. No, he <laughs> was patient. He's, he's,
3: patient.
1: He's, he's, he's really waiting for him to slip the fuck up. Yeah. If he, slip up, then he can read him the riot act. Cause It's like, look, nice. I'm nice. offering you. I'm offering you, bro. Like, I'm in this community too. I'm in the concert community as well. I see degradation. I see where ignorance is bliss in my community people don't want to learn i i got children too i come from the hood too so why wouldn't you take my donations Nigga, what the fuck is wrong with you so you know it seems it seems real out of out of between little crazy you know what it seems to me brothers it seems like a lot of times
3: uh instead of when like
1: yeah go bro
3: it seems like whenever Dr. Umar, and I'm, I'm saying like the majority of, of his interviews, man, from Breakfast Club to Roland Martin to everything else, it's like, instead of like talking to people, he talks at people. And then once that happened, like a person on, on that form of, 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 of whatever, multiple uh, interviews that he had, the antennas about to went up, as soon as he comes out and he gives that certain verbiage, the antennas go down. And then they become uh, defensive and then he becomes defensive. But more likely, he's more defensive than anybody else that's on that platform. And that's that's his that's his that's his that's his trap. Well, like, I, mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't even wanna be in the same room talking with that
0: Because he's I mean, always gonna you know, come off as like you know, you know something though? Like I think Zane wants to
1: smoke. Zane, you ready to fight somebody?
2: Yeah, yeah, let's
3: be
0: He probably is encountering resistance. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm sure wherever he go, he encountering resistance around it. The brother trying to do something good. i you know, I'm optimistic. I'm I'm one of the people that like, yo, let me wait, let's see where it goes. Now, here's the other part of it though, I don't have a coin invested in it. So I, I, you know, I have the right to be like, all right, wherever it goes, wherever it goes. Right. But I want somebody who was an investor. I would have questions and be like, all right, so you said that I was contributing and the building was going to be completed and students were going to be in by when,
2: right.
0: Right. you know, so they're, they're, and they're, who knows who's, who are we to say that those people that are investors, he's not answering questions for, I seen a live the follow actually yesterday I seen a live, and he was on the live and he was talking about like a quote he got for HVAC. And I think he said that he got a quote for like three hundred thousand dollars or
1: something like that. No, I mean, that, that, And that and and that's and per per square foot because HVAC is a very technical system. When, when putting a system in, you got to go through duct work. You got to know what vents are. You got you got the ducts coming in and out, ventilation coming in and out. It depends on the space, and, and it could be more. But my thing is, when you're building a building, that should be a part of the plan. But, <laughs> you know, you know on, let me go see what, how much it costs for HVAC. Let me, come on son, all that's part, all the contractors are on, on ground together. You
0: know what I'm saying? Well, that's, that's, that's some of the investigative work that I gotta do. I gotta see if he's building a building from scratch or if he purchased the property. And Corey, Corey, you in the, 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 um, the property industry, you could probably answer this in the chat for us. You know, like I would think, and I don't wanna make the assumption, but I would think that if I was going out to purchase a large piece of property, that I'd probably be like, you know what, let me let me look to ensure that things like HVAC and stuff like that is in. But I will say this this, to his credit, though, I will say this to his credit. You know, I work for an organization and we opened up an office in Orange County. And then after we signed a lease, we didn't realize that the um, the actual system that they had set up to bring the, the Internet in, was not good. So it took us a number a number of months to actually get to a point where cable company came out and they ran all kind of cables and everything for us to get the right internet. So there is a possibility that maybe you went in to to the building, like the building, and didn't think about that stuff. But I just find it hard to believe that that's you bought I mean, a property that I mean, would have that.
1: And that's what's not settled with me. Cable, internet, that kind of that comes after you get electricity and plumbing. Those two things is necessary. Yo, OG dad is wild. He said,
0: I sincerely hope that Dr. Johnson didn't use the same architects and build as Trump University used. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what people are are alluding to that. Nobody's outright saying it, OG dad, but I think that that's what people are alluding to. That there may not be, there's a school, a physical school, but there may not be a school to come. But for this to go on for six years, I I personally, like I said, I like to believe that Dr. Umar Johnson is working on the school. And I get why he would say, I get why he would say, I don't want to start small. You know why? Because it's that man's vision and he's trying to make his vision come to life. You know, I respect that. My feedback for the brother, if he would listen, would just be like, yo, you can't get defensive. And if you're seeking donations, you have to be able to answer these questions and keep your composure.
1: Right. You know what
3: though, Shannon? I was like like uh you and Rob mentioned earlier, I agree. I was very surprised that uh, you know, Dr. Omar Johnson came off like that. Because just by just by Lord Jamar saying the situation, that could have been a future plug like that. But like when you do stuff like that, it's damage control. You don't you don't just shut somebody down, you gotta at least you know, hear what the person says. And then maybe, you know, you can build on to greater and better things. But if you always gonna, if, if Dr. Umar Johnson will always think like that, or be combative, that's gonna
0: short live a lot of things that he's trying to do. Yeah, combative. And and we already got away the a stereotype of being angry black men. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, what's, what's wild is I seen somebody, somebody did like a review video of it. And the dude, you could tell that him, him and Dr. Umar Johnson must've had a run in at some point. And the dude was saying, he was like, if that's your response to how you deal with people when they ask questions, and you're going to be the principal of the school, he's like, how are you going to deal with students? How are you going to deal with parents? How are you going (laughs) to deal with teaching? And I was like, yo, homeboy, he got a point with that. It's not going to be like the movie Full Metal Jacket. (laughs) Corey said there's a lot of factors with the MEP scope of work, change of orders, Missing drawing details, firing contractors, permit issues, and other things. So, yeah, it's definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's it's, it's a
1: marathon, man. It's not, but six years. It's a long time. yeah, and people, I guess, you know, with the way the world is, you would think, you know, you would have, like he said, he got the school, he got people in his corner supporting him. Let's mm-hmm. see what happens. I, I, you know what? It'll you know, all go away once the school is Facts. Yeah. God bless that brother. Yo,
0: so let's segue into. The vice presidential debate, boy, we we expected some some real fireworks, some real fireworks coming off of the uh, the Trump versus Biden, yo, know, the Trump versus, we call it Trump versus Biden like it was a smack URL battle. that, that was <laughs> that was
1: a piece of shit, yo. And I'm and I'm glad I'm glad the vice presidency came back and, it, and it, it was more a little bit more intellectual than than the first one. Man, I love it. I think Kamala really took it. Took, took matters in her own hands. She looked very good. She, although she looked a little nervous
2: mm-hmm. at
1: first, but I think that was natural being on national stage like that. But um, she was hitting, she was hitting points, man. She was scoring buckets, man. You know, one of the one of the biggest things is about you know knowing us about Corona in January, early January. To my knowledge, Corona was going in October, but because because the holiday was coming up, you know, niggas wanted that money. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, they ain't tell nobody. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, and his what was the excuse? You didn't want to alarm the masses. Nah, I don't care what you say. You tell you let people know two hundred thousand people passed away. Early March and April, it's about hundred and fifty of them people done died. You know what I mean? And we spoke to Rice doing our personal right on the front line, right when shit was happening, you know, and she was watching people just, out, you know what I mean? He's talking about when Pence said, you know, everything that Dr. Fauci was telling Trump here for the public. That's thing up they're lying. They're lying, but they're holding Trump down with all these lies. I just found it to be amazing, man, to, to, to be in this time and him looking so cool and so calm, knowing he's going to be lies by that fly blue on his fucking head. To, to, full of <laughs> shit. That's
2: yeah.
0: Everybody in the chat right now. For everybody that's on in the chat, who 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 did you have winning the debate? If you had Kamala winning, put Kamala. If you had Pence winning, put Pence. So yo, here's my here's, here's my take on it. I thought it was much more civil than a presidential debate. Absolutely. Again though, I got I, again like I've been. There's been poor moderating of these debates so far. <laughs> like the yo, it's like the moderators. Yo,
2: Thank you, Vice President. Thank yo, you, Vice
0: it's, like, it's like the smack battles. Like, you ever watch the smack battles or smack You're like, yo, hold it down, hold it down, hold Thank it down. That's right. what the moderators are like. Like, yo, it's just the moderating is not good. Um, And then here's the other thing that I understand. With race being such a huge issue right now in this country, and all we're talking about is, is everything related to racism. Like, they've made race such a small part of the presidential and the vice presidential debate. Like, oh, yes. it's just a, yes. a, a, like just quick down bite, like, yo, just a blip, like Breonna Taylor, next, move on. So I I wasn't feeling that, um, Pence to me had a tough task in defending Trump. Um, but I'll <laughs> say this about Pence, Pence stayed on, he stayed on message. He stayed on message, like he, he didn't answer, he didn't like he didn't answer no. anything. But, but tell me this, tell me this, do you not, did you not, I left there, watching it like yo this dude actually believes the stuff that trump is saying right yes,
1: yes he's convinced mm-hmm. yes
0: sir yeah like he was like he definitely drank the kool-aid and yes, he played sir. his role as the vice president yes, um sir. trump does to me trump doesn't think highly of career politicians but to me mike pence looked like a career politician that that night like he was like very much very poised, stoic okay. and mm-hmm. yeah like he was he was very well rehearsed um, I think both missed opportunities in that debate, like I think Kamala missed an opportunity to, tr- to really drill down and tie the um, this stuff with COVID to the pre-existing conditions, right? Because uh, most of the people got hit really hard by COVID were people already have pre-existing conditions. And then you got to figure on the other the other end of this, there's going to be a lot of people that have these long lasting um effects as a result of covid so it's going to be important for everybody to have access to affordable health care and i think that she st- she kept sticking them on covid but i think that she should have tied that in with you know and you guys want to repeal the affordable well, health care okay. knowing that you know she should have stayed on that i think pence missed on kamala's um attorney general and district attorney record that that and that's yeah. the he tried to
1: throw a jab at the
0: but he, he he high He really didn't hammer home, and I don't know if he probably felt like you know what? It's insensitive as a white man bringing that topic up and talking about it because you know all these debates are supposed to be about strategy. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, I would say that my understanding is that Trump has bowed out of the next debate because they wanted to do the next debate virtually and he didn't want to do it virtually but i understand why he didn't want to do it virtually you know why he didn't want to do it virtually because there's a mute button you don't want to hit you don't want them hitting that mute button it won't be mr president mr president mr vice president that click your time's up next and that'll be it. if he's in debt 400 million yo so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say this Okay. I, felt, I felt like nobody. I felt like both of them did what they needed to do, and it didn't move the needle for me. But I've always maintained that I don't think that there's there's any undecided voters. You know, I've always said this: three voters either voting for um for Trump, for Biden, or you're not voting at all for them. Okay. But it, it didn't move the needle to me. Like I was, I left there, and I was like, you know what? Trump, uh, Pence did a good job defending Trump's policies, and Kamala did a good enough job articulating what it is that her and biden intend on doing and at the end of the day neither one of them really answered any of the questions they just had their talking points that they kept reiterating what do you think bang well i think overall for the course you know for the majority of our
3: years growing up you know um we could say well over 30 some odd years ever since we got into understanding politics is that these, these these people that come in, these, these presidential candidates, they're nothing but sales salesmen and saleswomen. And it's all about the sound bites or popular belief over over facts of what's gonna make them get that vote. And once they get in, you know, it could be a lot of different things that become distractions such as wars, such as uh, uh, foreign, foreign policy barriers and all that other stuff. So a person can, can come in and they can have the right intentions or the right build the right cabinet behind them to actually get a lot of the stuff that we need to get uh, signed as far as for these bills to get passed. But like I said, you might have something like a major war or major crisis that comes in, and then a lot of that uh, energy and, and and focus goes towards that. And then when it comes to it getting back, that's like when the person's on that damn last 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 year, and they can't really do much. I mean, they can they, they can they can they can sign a bill for the. You know, for the next president to come in and, and push that also too, but at the end of the day, they, they just sell them, man. Just like how Rob said in our last uh, episode, Republican and Democrat is just two wings of the same bird. Man. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't really expect much from a lot of these candidates because once they become president, like I said, there's so many other different things that stray them away from what their attention became too. And yeah, you gotta you know trade. Pray to God
1: that, you know, these, these you know, whoever wins is going to do the right thing. Yeah, we as citizens, we, we need to do a little bit more research, man. Like, you know, Democrat, Republican, man. They're, they're the Christian mugs of politics. so. <laughs> and, you know, and I hate to put it in, in, under that tone, but I, I, I like brothers such as like yourself, Zane, and I know a couple of other brothers who do vote independent. They hold their vote they totally vote until they really see everything that's laid out and then you know whatever how the balance goes and they send their vote voting to put that person in, in the office you can't just go off of it you have to really find out what these people what these policies they do, they're looking to you mm-hmm. have or they're looking to pass you really got to do your research to find out, find out
0: the They are are salespeople though They are salespeople Mm -hmm. But here's the other thing though That their checks and balances Put into government So a person can get into office And have all these good intentions Of doing all these different things But in order for you to get Most of these things done You also have to get Other people on board With actually signing off On doing them So it's not just unilateral Where you as the president You make all these decisions And be like Well I want to cut taxes I want to do this I want to do that It's done whatever. there's a lot of maneuvering and a lot of give and take. Like most of those most of those bills that make it to the floor, you know, there are tons of other things that's in that legislation that may not necessarily have anything to directly do with the with the big piece that you hear about. But the reason why they're in there is because in order for the, them to get the votes, they had to tie this into it. So that's how you right. start looking at people's records. They would be like, well, you voted for such and such, such and such. You know, half the, half the, the, um these politicians, I don't even know if they're aware what their voting record is until it comes around time for reelection. And then they get vetted by the candidate that's opposing them. And they're like, well, did you know on such and such bill you voted for, this is what you, you know, this is what you actually signed off on. Right. You know, so that's just, that's, yo, that's, that's real. I mean, it, it just, we, I think again, a lot of the politicians, we um, you know, we 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 can't place our faith solely in politicians to think that politicians
1: are gonna get the job done. But we gotta know, I could cut you up, but we gotta know what our interests are. What are our interests? What do we want out of them?
0: I said that for the first twenty episodes of this podcast.
1: <laughs> who do you yeah. want these people man the
0: first 20 episodes of the podcast i was screaming like yo what is it that we what is it that we want what is it that what is we, that we
1: want? want you know kamala saying that, you know any family that's making less than 125 grand that's free education do you want to go to school mm-hmm.
2: do mm-hmm. you want
1: that you know what i'm saying do you want to start a business what do you want most people don't want nothing but staying at home and watching maury all goddamn day keeping it real right and going out on saturday kind of to what uh dr umar is niggas won't go by gucci you know what i'm saying niggas niggas is mad they can't go to the nick game you know what i mean so you got you gotta you gotta say to yourself man what what do i want for myself for my family especially if you're a family man or you're you're above 30 what do you want for the next 20 the next 10 20 years of your life because things is going to be moving once
3: once, once this next president's elected things will go by so fast man
0: but you know something you know something also with like and and I, i respect because i do think that people have the right not to vote or to vote whatever their interest is um but I think sometimes what happens, because people don't educate themselves, things come along later on down the road and they find themselves in predicaments and they're like, yo, well, how the hell did this happen?
1: I this know about it. Yeah.
0: This happened, yeah, this happened because you didn't vote, which was a vote for, right. something that, you know, even if it's not, let's say, because we all feel, everybody feels some sense of, um, that there's corruption within the process. But even on a ballot, sometimes there's different measures and things like that that people have to vote on
1: that that's they right.
0: refuse to even look at, yo. And, and it's just, that to me, bugs me, that bugs
1: me out. That's right. OG dad said, I want to use less money on defense and redirect the tax money in education and healthcare. I'm 100% with you, OG. That makes sense. That's exactly where, yep. that's exactly where that money needs to go. But do we know a good portion of that tax money go right across the pond
0: yeah. Yeah, I was reading today. I was I was reading today where they said that the um the national the national deficit is is more than the national economy at this point. And now they talk. I think Trump um, counter offered for the stimulus the um, the new thing they're trying to pass, the new legislation. I think he bumped it up to 1.8 trillion. And um, Nancy Pelosi said that the start conversation. She wants 2.2 trillion. The starting conversation is two trillion. No,
1: they, they got enough ink to
0: print that money. This yo, but really yo, shit, yo, but you know something, Trump, Trump, Trump knows that given everything that what the polls are saying that he the stimulus would be beneficial to him from a candidate from a candidate standpoint. You know he, he wants that good PR, and as far as printing that money or whatever, like all that, that's monopoly money. <laughs> yo, that's 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 no, what, you want you them know. to run out yeah, of
3: ink. That's it, run out of ink. One of the main things that. I would say that makes sense as far as with trump is that he wants the he wants the jobs to come back to america once the jobs come back and stay in america and uh and for for a duration of i would say at least a generation right all that money all that capital we build this economy when we when we constantly doing deals with china and all these other different countries and we shipping the workforce out across seas. And outsource. Yeah, outsource. Yeah, so all that money is it just its not its not being regenerated over here in America. That's the one thing that I can say that I agree with with Trump. Well here's the issue with
0: that though. Here's the, here's the issue with that though, Zayn. Yeah, I, I agree with you. We need we need the industry here in America. But we're thinking like what you just said, like, all right, so we have these workers and we regenerate the money. You know where the real money is at? The tax. So if you if you can't tax them because you've given them these tax breaks where you have people like um like Amazon, why why would Amazon pay less in taxes or hardly close to any tax than any other business? when they generate billions of dollars, right? So we could draw down capital from the taxes if we actually tax those corporations. But instead, our thinking is that we want the, we want the um, working class people, which we do need. We want working class folks to get jobs and recirculate the dollar without, you know, within the nation, it has to be twofold. We need people to get the jobs and we have to be able to tax them at a realistic rate. Right. It can't just be, yo, you keep the jobs here and you don't pay no taxes that you know how you call it that 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 makes no sense and if you think about it that's why a lot of a lot of corporations have relocated relocated within the states also where do they go look at your credit cards most of the companies credit card companies in florida delaware florida delaware texas i don't think any of them have state taxes yeah delaware i know definitely no taxes yeah, I
1: know definitely, yeah
2: delaware.
0: I know florida the same way you know yeah no florida doesn't have state taxes mm. Corey says because their employees pay all the taxes. So you know again, Mike, I think that um, stimulating the stimulating the economy, you know, is 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 one thing, but I don't think that stimulating the economy is as easy as what people think it is. I don't think you can stimulate the economy by giving people twelve hundred and be like, oh hit twelve hundred, go turn, or go go inject into <laughs> the
1: community." What's gonna happen? They gonna stimulate, they gonna get niggas about two grand. They gonna open it up. Corona's gonna be gone, (laughs) and everyone gonna raise them all right through Thanksgiving, through Christmas, through New Year. Things is gonna go on a spend frenzy. Black Monday's coming back. You can buy your TV, you can do it, buy a blender, you can buy it all. That's exactly. Yo, yo,
0: OG, Dad said I don't mind paying taxes. I mind what my taxes are spent on. I agree with that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I I agree with that. But I also don't want. I also don't want to pay more taxes than somebody that's allegedly a billionaire. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Hey,
3: another 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 key question though, fellas. Well, I'm about to set up the question. They want things to be like that with rich, middle class, and poor and then wealthy because the main reason is ever since I say against the 80s up until now, why you think they never or groomed or uh, 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 made shape the mold a candidate that was a major, or, or, or went to went to college for a major in a co- in in, in a economics. Economics, you,
0: know? you know what I'm saying?
3: They don't. They don't want. That was Andrew Yang. Andrew,
1: Andrew Yang <laughs> was giving people money. They
2: got his ass out there quick.
1: Yeah, real real quick. They don't.
3: They don't want. It's not. It's not fixed for a president to actually makes sense because once you have somebody that has true formula that gets elected become president that majors in economy or economics and is brilliant at it? They don't want that.
1: They don't want that. Yeah, the corporate world is not going
3: to fit. That's not that happen,
0: fit. Bro. They want things to be organized, confused in the way it is. It's, it's, yo, Zane, this is a good point that Corey said, though. They work on Wall Street. And that's true that, yo, that's more money to be made on Wall Street than there is in going into government. It is. So, This. That's a fact. We talking about coins, so let's transition to our next topic. Which um, this topic came up on our way to Brooklyn. Me and Rob was um, was building on this. Actually, you know, we were sitting in my office and we was talking about it. um, And we was talking like not not, you know not to put artists out there because I want you know I want to be respectful to the pioneers. But I was saying to um, saying to Rob, I was like you know I've had an opportunity to meet a lot of pioneers, a founding fathers of uh, uh, hip hop that helped create the culture. And one thing that seems to come up a lot of times is how people feel, how they feel like, you know, that they've been cheated or that they haven't been able to capitalize as much as other people have and other people have profit off a culture that they created. Um, So that just got me thinking and saying like, yo, do, should we have legacy pay? Do OGs deserve reparations, you know? And I know Swizz at one point was saying something about reparations for the founding fathers too. When you start talking about the cool hurts of the world, you know, uh, Coke La Rock, and just those different, just, just those different people that you know that helped create this culture. Uh, what do you, what do you think, Rob? Legacy pay, Do they deserve reparations? Yes and no.
2: Yes and no.
0: Yo, hold up. Drop every everybody everybody on. Drop down in the chat. Do they deserve reparations?
1: Yes so and no. Like, all right. Hip hop. One of the greatest things comes from black and Latino and we evolved out of despair. You know, low income gang violence, the whole thing's in the I mean, hit from and the likes of Band the Glass to come up with this idea playing music. Everyone played music, you know, so we get hip hop. Hip hop, I mean, it's done everything from everybody in all walks of life. We get hip hop books, we got hip hop journalists, we got hip hop this, we got hip hop that, but it became, it, it, it has gotten so monetary where even people like what to say, even people don't even love hip hop is living on this. Now, this is the part where the, the the OGs, I think, are missing the point. All right. right. Say you do give them retributions or reparations, then what you gonna do with it? They want retribution. Yeah. So So, you know, I think somebody like her, he just didn't grow with the culture. I think there was a period when when hip hop was getting its legs, starting to become very monetary. People starting to make money. He wasn't even around for that for that part. He was in Jamaica when it started to pick up. He, he, was yeah, he was in Jamaica at the time. He was in Jamaica when, when hip hop started making some, some real real paper, or you know, MCs or artists or groups started to make paper. He, kind of missed the boat but then i look i look at guys like flash and bam who gone who went, went on to to make groups and make something out of it you know what i'm saying zulu nation came out of that as well flash went on to do things of his own as well so i mean you know if, if hurt was to put a breakbeat tape together you don't would buy it just just if you're a historian if you use to put something together or you see her behind the turntables right now even if you sit there on some Serato shit you know what I mean I just think I just think he, he didn't grow with the culture and because so many people are making money off of it he's like yo what's up? what about me are we all eating in this like I said even people that don't even love the damn culture are making money off it. you know what I'm saying and he had his little stint I think he um was he an AR? He had a C he, he tried it as an A and R at one time and there's a couple of it he got a guy on a a German label to release the tape that he a breakbeat tape he put up I me. Mean, if it didn't work out, you move on. I mean, I don't know, bro. I'm I'm a little yin and yang with this answer, man, because it goes too far. you'll just go get him no check though. Yo, what's up, Zane? He, reparations?
0: Uh no i believe it should, should should have worked
3: like this but i would say okay so many fortune 500 and fortune 100 companies been making money off of hip-hop whether it's pepsi cola commercials whether it's doritos whatever i think that whoever initially signed them initial contracts right if they were in the best interest of hip-hop and hip-hop pioneers they should have put away a little fund, right? So for every contract that was signed with these major Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies, a percentage of that—even if it was one percent of the proceeds—go back to these particular artists like Grandmaster Cash, Cool Herc, and you know people, people, of that stature. But that that shows you right there that they didn't give a damn about about the hip hop pioneers. You can make you can make millions upon billions of dollars, if not more. Or for hip-hop influence in order to attract crowds, whether do sonically, visually, through the, through the commercials or whatever, but you don't give nothing back to the people that that helped build that that platform. That's a shame. But that shows you right there, prime example too. It's I I, I, guarantee, I, guarantee, I guarantee you, it's, it's not it's not widely spread or, or known. But I, I guarantee you, they have a fund for these rock these these, these uh, rock and roll people and uh, heavy metal and all that, but yeah, hip-hop they,
0: they
1: support one another, yo. Well, it's, it's right. funny
0: It's funny you say that because that's what I was thinking too. As far as like reparations are concerned, I don't know if I agree with reparations, but I do think like almost like a union or a co-op or something like that would have been a better measure. But here's, here's where I am with it. Right. Uh-huh. You know, I think that the times dictate, a lot of times the times dictate how you go about monetizing things in your era, what era you, your art is in really lends to, you know, how you're compensated for it. So as an example, you think about a dude like, um, like Big Daddy Kane, right? Big Daddy Kane was the artist of, of our generation when we were younger. Big Daddy Kane was able to monetize his celebrity to a certain extent. There are probably artists today that don't have halfway, a quarter of the ability that Big Daddy Kane has. A quarter of the catalog that Big Daddy Kane has but probably have made one record or had a one or two year run and they've probably made just as much as he's probably made in his career. And I attribute that to the time. And the reason why I attribute that to the time is because I think that back then, they were still trying to figure out really, really how to tap into the full monetization of hip hop. There were no streams, there was merchandise, but merchandise wasn't on the magnitude of what it was, what it is now today. It was probably just, okay, here's a record, here's a record sale, here's a show. And by the way, you do a show, you get $50, not $50,000. So times to me, in, in, in the context of all of this, I think dictates it. So I would say as a fan of the hip hop culture, what I'd love to see and this is the real question, and I'm going to ask this to the folks in the chat to respond to. As a fan of the culture, would I love to see OG artists compensated, the pioneers compensated? Yes. If I was responsible for compensating them, would I be the one to compensate them? Probably not. Probably not. I probably wouldn't. For the folks in the chat, what are your thoughts around it? Would you compensate, would you compensate pioneer or OG artists based on today's pay scale, or would you have been comfortable with paying them on a pay scale of when when it was their era? You know, this this whole conversation reminds me of, um, it reminds me of the, um, remember when Monique got into it, the comedian with Netflix, the Netflix, and she wanted to be paid based on her credentials? Like, she, I think she won an Academy Award. She won an Academy Award, acclaimed comedian and everything, but they looked at the analytics and when they looked at the analytics, they said, this is the amount of revenue that you would generate. This is the amount of money that we're going to offer you. And that's just smart business,
2: right? You
0: can't pay, you know, you can't pay based on legacy. And you see it in sports all the time when people have washed up players that have been with their, their organization for a number of years. Look, I'm a Yankee fan, but the Yankees paid Derek Jeter probably $18, 20000000 million at the end of his career a year. For what reason? His production has slipped. He wasn't an 18 or 20 million dollar player. Oh, yeah. That's
2: to... right.
1: He was
0: an 18 20 million dollar
1: player. Here's another thing to think about in terms of, the you but know, the, but the, the names and the notoriety hold value. That's why they pay they him that way, because you know he was going to pack the seats. So him, his, in it. him not being playing in the lineup would, would have destroyed, you know what I'm saying? Would have destroyed the, the revenue of the Ain't. So Cor-
0: Corey said, nah, they, um, they 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 undermined the Mo. Eddie got his money. Eddie Murphy. If we're talking about Eddie Eddie Murphy in comparison to uh, Monique, I don't even think that we can compare compare um, Eddie Murphy and, and Monique's magnitude. But yo, I did a little research in terms of sports, and I looked at Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins, a Hall of Fame player,
1: right.
0: in the NBA Hall of Fame. You know how much Dominique Wilkins made in his career, his entire career? About fifty million. Let me take a
1: while,
3: again. I I say I say like about I say no more
0: than four million. Sixteen million. It's entire. Sixteen million dollars. Six. There are tw- there are over twenty million. There are over twenty million players. Over tw- There are over twenty players right now that make thirty million dollars a year. Paul Millsap ain't going to the Hall of Fame. He makes thirty million dollars a year. You get what I'm saying? So sometimes, the, sometimes the actual time and the era. Dictates the wage. And Rob, we was talking about that before. About that a few days ago, remember the NBA was on tape delay? Didn't right. You know That's
1: right. That's right. On tape delay. That's exactly, son. They didn't want to. They, so they the money wasn't there it. It. Right. That was crazy. <coughs> so, so, damn, 16 million for Dom? 16 million. So what? Million. So so, how, how does Dom get reparations and be owed some money? He don't.
0: He don't. It's the time, yo. It's the time that you. It's the time that your art in. is. Yeah, that your art is The time that you're living in. So right now, you think about it. Like even with this, what we're doing right now. Right now, we're podcasting, and right now, Charlemagne and Joe Budden is locked in this heated debate over. Um, how they're gonna go about monetizing podcasts like um Charlemagne, Simon signed huge deal with iHeart for his Black Effect Podcast Network. Joe Budden left Spotify, and he's doing his own his own independent thing. And there's all these discussions about the analytics in terms of how they go about monetizing these things. But probably 10 years ago when podcasts first came out, it was just an app on your iPhone that people looked at listened to. Every now and then somebody listened to nobody had any idea it would take off and it would be you'd be able to monetize it like that. And most, so, people, most people
1: weren't into talk. It was like talk radio, most people weren't into
0: that. Yeah, so as times, you know, as times come and go, then I think that, you know, yeah. I that people figure out, like, how do we get money? Like right now, we're in the middle of a pandemic and you see people now being creative, trying to figure out how to get money. You know, there are people, celebrities, like, all right, I'll host your mixtape. I'll do this, I'll do that. Things that people weren't even thinking about prior to this, so as time goes by, More money has been injected into it like i i agree with what zane said earlier i do think that it would be nice if there was some sort of co-op or 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 some or right because the nba you know the nba actually the nba and these player unions they set aside money for people and these are people who have millions of dollars that have mismanaged their money that when they retire, after a while, they draw down a pension.
1: And that's what I, that's what I think would be better than giving reparations having a pension. Yo, but, but in, in hip hop, people got so used to not having them when they got some money, they got the flaws in. None mm-hmm. of these dudes to me- have any benefits. These guys got to come out of their pockets if they got a toothpaste. You know what I'm saying? But all that money that they have, you would think they went out and bought some damn benefits. So when they go to the doctor, they got to pay a copay. They wanted to do that. But, you know, we're, we're in a time now where, it really, if, if you're that creative as an artist or a DJ or an engineer, if you're that creative, you should be able to make your way and make some money. I think Herc and the likes of Herc and others, it's unfortunate that you didn't get paid what you thought you should have gotten paid during the time. But now that you're still here, it's a time for you to, you know what I mean, to to, to capitalize at your at, at your best effort, man. Now, I'm sure Dominique is making more money, probably making more money now than he made in his career. I'm saying you know, being a broadcaster in Atlanta, and I'm sure he's doing a, a, probably a whole set of other things. I'm sure his, his popularity has grown as a veteran. Mm-hmm. And so so it, there's a lot that you can do with it, man. I like Grandmaster Cass. He's, he's one of the only guy, like, like Jay said, I I overcharge niggas for what they did to the first because Grandmaster Cash was writing lyrics for, for Sugar Hill and didn't get paid for that. Mm-hmm. But now, as a as a Ghostwriter, you kidding me? We can Ghostwrite anybody right now and, get, and just have credit and get the points and have a nice publishing deal with somebody and sit back and live happy. Yeah, you gotta be in the game. I think, you know, that's it. Yeah
0: i don't you know what just now i was about to say we didn't know the business back then but i can't say we didn't know the business back then because the same issues that people had back then you hear rappers talking about it today you know so i don't know if it's an issue of back then rather than people just you know signing feeling compelled to sign deals that's not good deals i mean even you know even think about like stuff that's non-related to um to music like if you if you're involved in business in any capacity at some point in time you probably signed a bad deal hell you probably your first car may have been a a bad um uh, a bad there. car note or
1: whatever it is everybody signs a bad deal it's just what you learn after that experience I've been there and, I, and that's it you got to step out you got to take a risk man that's only where you go you know
0: so yeah I do feel like that the pioneers are owe something and what I think that we owe the older pioneers though is we owe them to pay homage. By pay homage by acknowledging, like yo, these are the, the forefathers. These are the people that founded and created the art. If it wasn't for them, you know, there would be there would be no us. You know, maybe pulling them in, capturing and telling their story. Like I was saying, for um, remember we was talking about um on the way down there, we was talking about Roxanne Shante having her movie. And remember I was saying, like even with Roxanne Shante having her movie and her movie doing so well on Netflix, who wouldn't pay for to see a cool heart movie on Netflix?
1: But
0: I that'll be the essence. you mm-hmm.
1: know so I, think, I think people are anticipating, still anticipating a cool hurt story mm-hmm. yeah. it, 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 as long as someone's cooking it and the making and, uh, and making it and putting it together I think I think your your your, uh, your father-in-laws on, on, on the proceeds of that that needs to come out that needs to come out so this man can it, it can it can go on tours he can do in he can do all of that man. But he got to be willing to do that. It's still it's still work involved. But it ain't just getting a check because you, you know what I mean. You was the inventor. You
2: yeah, to work, man.
0: Yeah, Corey, I seen your I seen your um comment. I you know I don't want to um gloss over it, but uh, Corey did say they undermined um Monique that Eddie got his money. That was around the time I think Eddie signed the deal. I feel like Dave Chappelle probably signed the deal with them, and I don't know if Kevin Hart has signed one also. And I think Amy, what's her name, Amy Schumer. That's what I mean? Yeah, she signed the deal also and all of them, all of them got offered far more money than her. I think she said they offered like 200 grand or 250 grand and they wanted exclusive rights where she couldn't use the jokes again. Um, and again, I'm saying like she's she's decorated. Everything. Yo, she's decorated everything but I'm sure they looked at the analytics. They probably looked at um, ticket sales, probably looked at like how her other movies perform. They probably looked at how her previous um Netflix specials and everything that she did, looked at how those performed, and then they probably made a business decision to say, like, this is the amount of money that we want to give you, you know, and the beauty of it is that she, she, I think she handled it the right way. She walked away from it because she didn't feel like it was fair step compensation up liberty, man. But, Yeah, she
1: got on integrity.
0: Yeah, you know, she walked away, she got like, and that's the beauty of it, like, if you don't feel like it's fair compensation for you, you walk away from it. Walk away, yeah
1: huh? son, keep integrity, man. Be another day. Mo will be back, I'm sure. She'll be back. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think she's I've, she's she's doing something else now. And you know what the other thing is? They painted working her with a brush. Out.
1: She's getting slim. She out there mm-hmm. working it out. Kid.
0: They painted her with a brush, though, that, that she's difficult to work with. So I think that that may be, that may be hindering her um, a little bit or maybe potentially a barrier that she's trying to undo the stigma of. Um, so then the last topic that we, we wanted to talk about was black ownership or the lack of and the gap between us and why. What do you say on this
1: rob yo man there's there's a lot of major things man black ownership is a major crisis you know right after the the 2008 uh, housing crisis other nationalities were able to recover except us we were declining you know home ownership is a wealth building man it increases civic engagement you know other people your neighbors what they're doing it's good to be in great company like I live in this coldest side, and my coldest side pretty much is like the UN I got every nationality living in everyone's professional everyone's doing things and children all commingling so that's it c- that civic engagement is necessary mm-hmm. taking nothing away from living in metropolitan areas but metropolitan areas are some of the areas that's heavily hit Minnesota being one of them the, the price point gap or the, the, the point gap uh, between whites and blacks in Minnesota is almost fifty percent. Mean,
2: it's
1: crazy man and then but then you look at something like in Somerville, South Carolina, it's fifteen percent. You know, more southerners find it to buy a home mm-hmm. than it is in metropolitan areas. Because in metropolitan areas you have the advantage of renting. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people rent they love printing, man and you know i know income is a is, is a big disparity and um you know they well, I said income is a big disparity marital rates and, and of course that good old credit score you know not, not financial literacy you know what i mean but i think ownership is very dual There's nothing to run away from i think we just need to keep complacent with, with being comfortable and, and staying in and, and these areas is are just, well, you know, the store's there, this is the, I don't want to move, I like what I'm doing. But I, what I'm learning, being a homeowner now, is the financial literacy. There's so much that goes into just buying a home. The banks got to approve it, the appraises, you know, people come in and appraise the house, and if it's, if it's looking to, to, to pay for a certain amount, but if it's appraised for a certain number, the bank ain't giving you no money. You know what I'm saying these, these things you you need to learn you learn about your real food um it's just a whole lot to learn but I I, I, I I truly believe it's something that we need to encourage one another to start doing I know it's up here in New Milford there's a lot of property there's a lot of land there's all my new York business I know a lot of people like going to Atlanta and running to North Carolina because you get it back for your buck I'll tell you something Good, there's some good property in the north too. And man, uh, 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 property, property tax, and things like that are, are, are very much different, man. So, listen, man, I encourage everyone to be a home. Yeah.
0: I um. OG Dad says, imagine if how to own a home was taught in high
1: school or even middle school. That's a good point. I you think
2: know, I mean, there's a there's a
1: point. On what, I'm I'm glad he says that. Between '89 and 2005, blacks and Latinos bought more houses than anybody. But from 2005 to 2013, that 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 increase that was made between '89 and 2005, is only right now.
2: well, you
0: know what I think it is. You know, one of the reasons why? I, I I'll say I'll say That's this.
1: You.
0: I'll think this. Look, this 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 is my opinion on it. I think capital. One, us having capital and two, consumerism, I think is um, we a huge part
1: buy, we, wanna buy Peter, we wanna buy the
0: Gucci. Well, here's the, here's the thing though, I'll say about consumerism, like- um, I like Gucci, I ain't gonna hate I, I we like, are, we, we, it. We're consumers, we're consumers. And I think a lot of times some of, predominantly we consume a lot of things that depreciate and they don't appreciate as assets, right? It, 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 and I think that, um, Financial literacy is is a big issue that we have as people of color. We like to attribute the fact that we don't have financial literacy to, the, to some of the pitfalls. But the fact of the matter is, if you say financial literacy and it has a negative connotation, like if we're talking about, you know, well, people stop spending your money on Jordan Zabucci or whatever it is, then automatically I think a barrier comes up, and then people are not receptive to it because a lot of for a lot of people they like you know what? Who are you to tell me? I can't. How buy- how go, yeah, how to go about managing my finances? So I think that we need to figure out the right language to use to make people embrace financial literacy to get them to the point that they understand like you know what? Potentially you could have, you could own a home because that gives you an opportunity to begin to work towards accumulating some level of wealth and closing the wealth disparity. I think also another thing is that college debt, right? So for black people, a lot of times when we go to college, we go to college and we get strapped with student loans, right? So you coming you coming out of school, you got all these damn student loans and previously remember, you know, the goal was you know, you go to college, you get out of college, you get married, you purchase your first home or whatever it is, but now there's failure to launch, right? Because our white counterparts are coming out of college and they have they have minimal debt that they have to worry about. If we're straddled with 200 grand worth of student loan debt, we're getting a menial job or we let's say we you walk into a job where you get $75,000, great, you make making $75,000 a year. Your student loan a month is $600 or whatever, you know, you got to pay your health care out of your, um, out of your check. You got to pay rent, you got to do this, you got to do that. Where's your, where's your savings at to actually accumulate enough money to actually, you know, save the purchase a home. And you could get a FHA loan and put, put less money down and things like that. But I also think, again, I think that we have to take a step back and we have to look at these things that uh, some of these things are uh, systemically in place also to prevent us from having ownership. But we do have to really step back and begin to look at, like, what, what is it that we're, what is the message that we're conveying to people also? Because as much as I believe that being an owner is great, there are some people that I know for a fact that they don't want the responsibility also of Not being an owner. Not at all. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Because you know what? Also, some people don't have the capital that comes along with um, maintaining a home. For some people, it's like, you know what, I'd rather be able to call my landlord if my fridge. Go out, or if, if my you know my hot water heater go out. In this current house that me and my wife is in, within our first year, of, our first year and a half of owning this house, we had to get a new furnace and a new hot water heater. And we didn't have the capital for that. We would have been yo, know, we would have been shot. And then the other thing is what what you were saying, Rob, like the credit also. You know, people are put in a position where their credit is not good enough because you probably were strapped with those those um, student loans or. You know, or you sign that bad car note deal, or
1: whatever. FICO store, FICO score is low, or you don't even have a FICO store. Honestly, because some people don't even have a job, even create a FICO store. You know? They don't even they even establish no credit or nothing. Yeah, yeah you
0: guys, Dane, you was gonna say something
3: about this. I think it's I think it's a lot of different factors. It goes back to what Brother Rob was saying earlier about how, um, you know. Uh, there, there wasn't really a green light for us to be moving out. You know, the different areas and stuff like that. You gotta think, you know, like back us all growing up. Like we all in the same, the same, uh, you know, uh, age range. Look at, look at the, look at the unfortunate situation. Because being that we are talking about hip hop, so this this, this the segue from that to what we are talking about now.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: The most. Tragic and unfortunate situation that the hip hop community celebrates is the drug dealing ever. You know what I'm saying? And even though it was very unfortunate, it was, it was bittersweet. You had people that lost family members, that had houses, houses and homes broken up, and all that. Uh, kids, kids sent off to the state, and all that. And at the same time, you had people that gained a lot of money. A lot of them lost their lives some washed that money and was able to you know pay that money and, 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 and open up different you know uh uh companies or whatever and then also flourish that into owning land and getting into real estate and all that but to make a long story short you got to look at it too is that now we see the stuff that was going on way back think, that started in Harlem and other places though you got you know you got the gentrification now back then, why they didn't have the reverse gentrification back then in the 80s era when a lot of these blacks were making all this money? You know what I'm saying? They still had different barriers. Like you could have all that damn money, you had you had people to buy several houses cash. But like how Rob said, if you don't got no FICO score and your FICO score is not not right, you don't got no credit, your credit's not right, you're not gonna be able to get that house.
2: A lot,
1: a lot of people just didn't know what to do with money. I didn't know what to do with their money. We was learning. We learned about money in high school. Even shit, elementary mm-hmm. school. Know what to do with a dollar. You know what I'm saying there's many ways you can use your money to do many different things. But we had no literacy, so a lot of these drug dealers, mm-hmm. of people that were in the game during the '80s, they was they couldn't do nothing with the money. They was sitting it was, on. They was just sitting on it. Yeah, and they and they couldn't. You know, furniture anywhere. I mean, you know, we we talk about the, the, the Kevin Child story. You know what I'm saying he opened up a sneaker store. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or or, right. or a store because he was catering to his demographic. You know, niggas like looking fly. You know, people like wearing clothes. But that's that was and that was property too. You know what I'm saying he was he had, he had a storefront or whatever. But we talk about ownership, man. This is right. your man. right. This, Piece of property, nobody take it from it. right. Nobody can take it from you. It. it becomes yours, right. becomes your, your daughters, and then become your granddaughter it's Something that you can hold. The old the old myth of 40 acres and a mule. Once you have a piece of property and it's yours, you can do what you want with it. Man, yeah. at the limit. got yeah. the
3: limit. Yeah, plus plus, plus plus also, plus also, because I, I was touching what Bob said. I, I just want to do a little brief general of what you said earlier you know as far as with these, uh, you know, us as, uh, uh, you know, people that went to college or trade school, or whatever, and they have these loans, uh, one of one of the main antecedents of that situation where these students can't break down these loans fast enough or just take forever to break down these loans because they go for majors that are oversaturated in the job market. Now, if you have something that is like uh, highly needed, like cybersecurity, IT, uh criminal justice stuff like that but you might you might go to school for something else that's heavily oversaturated so when you come out you might have great great things and all that but when you when you get into that job market that job market is oversaturated so you're going to be competing against way more people than somebody else that has something at the top tier of something that is a you know that that is a necessity in the job
0: market such as i.t cyber security and stuff like that yeah. Well, even even without taking into consideration what the job market is, think about it. Like, if you if I'm going to college and my parents can't afford to pay for me to go to college and it's going to cost 200 grand. But Bobby, who's a white man, is going to college and it's going to cost 200, 200 grand, but his family can afford to pay for it. When both of us complete college, he already, I'm already 200 grand. In the home, walking out of college and going right into, he could go into a menial job and not have Mm -hmm. to worry about paying the $500, $600 a month student Mm -hmm. loan and focus on, you know what, a savings to work towards actually getting a home. Me, Mm -hmm. I got to work whatever the the menial job is to build up, actually get to a point where I make a decent amount of money. While I'm working that menial job, I got to pay rent or if i or i may have to live at home whatever it is so look there are a lot of different factors that go that go into it what i really think though is that we have to really figure out how to have a conversation in terms of financial literacy with folks where Mm -hmm. they don't feel on the defense for or you know, for the things for the things that they've done, because people, everybody's made frivolous purchases, or everybody's purchased things that depreciate. You know, like that's just a fact. It is what it is. You know, but if you come to people and you start clowning them, like yo, look at you, you went out and bought a ten thousand dollar handbag. You could have took that. You could have got your LLC. You could have got this that or whatever. They're gonna be looking at you like if you don't get out of my. Automatically, they're gonna be go. They're gonna go Umar Johnson. And <laughs> <get in> the- <laughs> now, now, wait, wait, angry black man. Great, great question that, that
3: that you brought up. Now, do you do you attributed any of that or like a high percentage
0: of that to, to, to hip hop? To what like the fi- like people's financial literacy? Yeah, I think so, I think societal. I think it's a societal issue. I think it's a societal yeah. issue. It's I almost like know. when we spoke to Kaba yeah. talking about surviving, right? So right. so mm-hmm. part of part of surviving like we uh, we we. We're working right now from a premise that everybody's American dream is to own a home. Everybody's dream is not to own a home. For some people, their dream sadly is, yo, I wanna get a fresh Benz, I'm good. Or yo, I, I'd be great. Or you just want a job. Yeah, I heard, I heard a dude say to me yeah. before, yo, if I could get a job, making 50 grand a year, I'd be happy. Be so really, everybody, yeah, everybody has a different perception of what their dream is and what they want. And I think like, you know, we have our influences or is what we see around us. So yes, hip hop contributes, but also there are some people that are going to stay in that surviving stage. Where you know, remember when Nas said in one of his songs, "I thought Jordan's in the gold chain was living it up." For some people, some people are content and happy. Um, yeah, man.
2: It's...
0: What song was that? Dang. Street dreams. Street yeah. dreams. Yeah, I thought Jordan's in the gold chain was living it up. Now for us, because of our experiences and where we are in life. You know, we have we have a different perspective around it. Where it's like, yo, you know, we, you know, you want to own your home, you want to have property, you want these different things. But I, I guarantee you, there's somebody that's, you know, there are people that are older than us that they have no desire to own a home. Their dream may be like, you know what? I just want. I'm just cool with having this one-bedroom apartment. Yep. I'm gonna get me. I'm gonna get me some nice Louis Vuittons. I'm gonna get whatever whatever it is, and that's it for them. That's it. Right? No, that's
2: no, it.
1: no that, that, that. Oh say motivational drive is just not what they want they have no desire to if they already have what it is that they feel is being necessary around them you know what i mean it's those that see beyond what they're dealing with to say i want better for myself i want to do this i'm to have these nice things I want, own trip. I want to own a home i want to run a business you know those are, those are just for aspiring people who want to see better for so taking nothing away to anybody that want to stay in the Bronx or anywhere else, the hood, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be.
0: Yo, yeah. here's a way to think of it. Have you ever met, have you ever met anybody who didn't want nice things? I've never met I, know, I know, no, I know several people that just go just plain Jane, like a plain- oh, thing. look where I'm going with this. I've never met anyone that doesn't like nice things. You know what the difference is? We all have a different opinion of what is a nice thing. What is a nice
2: thing. Wants right.
0: and needs, wants and needs, yeah. yeah. We have a different opinion of what, what, what I deem is to be something that's a nice thing that I that I aspire for, somebody else may not. But that doesn't that doesn't necessarily make my thing better than them. Yeah. There are people that, you know, for, for them, I may say, you know, it's a nice thing for me to go out and go buy um, a fancy car. For them, they may say, you know what? you know It's a nice thing for me. To actually, um, how you call it, to be able to take my dream vacation to go to Mexico or whatever,
2: whatever right. it is.
0: Right. Everybody, everybody wants nice things. Right. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you
1: know, you're just putting it out there, man. I mean, ownership is a great thing.
0: What, what OG said, said OG don't said. The, don't blame the b-boy indentured servitude exists in other financial traps before breakdancing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, yeah that's, 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 I, You know what? And I and I love the b boy. The b boy. The b boy is what kept kept me looking at fashion. You know, yeah.
2: I watched.
1: Boy, that's the way I, I fell in love with Pumas and Adidas, watching the b boys. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's yeah. He's he's not lying. That's just, not that's, lying, though.
0: There, really? There's so many there's so many parables that come into play that we can't just attribute it to one thing and be like, hip hop is the reason why the glorification of, of of um these luxury items that depreciate it goes beyond hip hop. There's just it's just a matter of what people yeah, like. I mean that's that, that's just a fact here. That was just a, yeah general a general question. Yeah. You and know you like, like I, I again like I, I, I maintain that I think everybody likes nice things. Everybody just has a different impression of what a nice yeah. thing is. Like you could you high call you could go to somebody house and you, and they think the world of it, but to you, you'd be like, okay, it's a regular house. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right,
0: right. You know, so it just, it just, it just is what it is. Everybody's perception is, yeah. um, is different. But again, like I do think that we need to figure
1: out, you know, how do we, how do, how do, we, how do we create a conversation exactly, and make it comfortable talking about money. Make it talking about, make it comfortable talking about saving. Make it comfortable talking about investing. Taking some of that money that you would normally of the consumer yeah. things and put it somewhere and sitting on it. Let it let it let it get what it is, y'all. We, we can do it though. We we can, can have it starts with the conversation. It starts you know with the I mean? conversation, yeah. It starts with the it's conversation. And, and it's gonna mm-hmm. rub some people the wrong way. Nah I nigga, mean, I like doing this. Nah I got I gotta have a new it's alright, bro you can you can and the them sneakers ain't going nowhere. The hat ain't going nowhere.
3: You know but it's I mean? gonna be—it's gonna be an end game eventually. What's the end game? End game is—you wake up one day. What's what's that song by DMX? Uh, you woke up and what, what's up? <laughs> what's, that, what's, what's, that, what's that? What's that? Uh, slipping, slipping. You was too fly to see the light. <laughs> you wake you wake up like 60, 70 years old. Like oh
0: shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, yo, Wait, Zane, not Yo. to be not to be funny, but what you what you're saying right now is exactly what I mean about like what what makes the financial literacy conversation. You right. know, I call it, it. It makes it difficult because you can't we you can't talk to a person from off of a pedestal and try to tell them, you know, and expect them to receive it. In a way that is ner- that that if, if there's a negative connotation around it, almost as if to say, yo, I got my financial shit together, you get yours together, then people are gonna look at you. you know what and what it is,
3: though. Say that I don't have it together. I just don't you want know what it is, though. It's one of the one of the one of the main one of the main things that holds us back as as a people is that we can't accept accountability or accept the truth. Whenever we accept the truth, it's like somebody's hating or uh he talking down i mean nah It's a lot of things that people need to hear but people just people the antennas turn get you know bend or break off or go that's down the, that's and they the, hearing the truth,
2: the truth about it.
3: it's just like it's just like prime example right it's just like okay a person that went out partying all night they might have smashed two or three chicks or whatever did all types of stuff right they wound up walking into the church they go into the church didn't go home or whatever, or probably went home, washed up, came to church, and you got that pastor, right? And you could be all the way at the end of the damn uh, church. When that pastor's talking to you, it just cuts straight through you. Like that pastor's just, like you in the front row, but you really in the back row. And that's that's what our people have to have to take accountability for, man. We gotta know like whether a person is the same color as, as us, white, Spanish, whatever. If, if if you wrong about something or if they have a good a good or truthful fact that's relevant and resonates with whatever's going on you can't pull that race card a lot of times yeah a lot of a, a lot of a lot of like for me i saw a lot of a lot of stuff that goes on people say it's racist it's not really racist because at the end of the day if somebody's acting like a fool and we see it and we might pull Call that person. Oh, that's, that's that dumbass nigga. You know what I'm saying? But if a white person said or a black person says, it, like, okay, but it doesn't really define color. It defines.
1: People need to stop. You know in a, order to receive information. You have to open. check your ego. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You have be open. You have to be open. You can't be emotional about it. If it does right. get a certain nerve, you need to check yourself. It's not right. what the person said that hurts you. you. It's you hurting you not be able to take information in and kind of just process and be like, oh, damn, he's talking to me for a reason. I don't know how to manage my money or I am doing crazy things out in the world. I need to check myself. I need to check my behavior. Yeah. That comes from knowing People
3: can't know. people can't take accountability, man. Well, here's, here's the here's the thing:
1: the people that the people
3: that's, that, that that's, that that's, that's the one thing know. that mess, that messes that messes that holds a lot of people back. Go
0: ahead, yeah I was gonna say here's the thing: no, the people that really care about you in your life are the people that's gonna be open and honest with you, because they right. gonna tell you because they want you to grow. But you on the other the other side of that, you have to be open to actually hearing it. People can't right. people don't, don't want to hear it. Sometimes it's difficult to hear it. So sometimes you gotta sit with it and actually process it and sift through whatever your, whatever your emotions or whatever your feelings are in the, in the moment and say, like, this person is telling me this with well, good intentions. See, but so well, this, is, this, this, this is what I don't understand. Like, I know we did episodes before. Like, okay,
3: if somebody, if a friend or family member is telling you what's good for you, you know, people won't be receptive to it. But if they hear it on a goddamn uh,
0: talk show, or they from
2: uh, uh in, that's impersonal. The that
0: that's is, bro. It, makes it, it makes it different. It's impersonal because if yeah. if if your ego won't allow you to receive the information, you view it as a personal attack. If it's coming from an outside source, a person on the, a person on the radio, of the video a TV show, they have no personal connection with you. So you listen right. objectively, and you're like, well, maybe I take this, maybe I don't. But if it's coming from somebody who has a relationship with you. Then it, it, If you can't receive it, then it comes across we as... Wanna, we want to refrain from it, right. O.G. Dad says, I knew a friend that drove the Big Body Binge while living in the same Gun Hill Project bedroom. He was raised
1: in financial literacy. Damn. You see? D- decisions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Straight print. Just, can't get no clearer than that. <laughs> yeah.
3: Wait, so 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 it looks like O.G. Dad is from the Bronx thing. You mentioned Gun Hill.
1: He's still trying to figure it out. <laughs>
3: yeah, trying to figure out who O.G. Dad is, yo.
1: Yeah.
2: You, hey, 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 shout I'm out sure. shout yeah.
3: out to OG Dad, man. One day you gotta come on and be and be one of the, the special guests on here, man. We would love to have you on here, bro. Yeah.
0: But you know what? Maybe we should maybe we should have think about having a future episode where we talk a little bit more about like accountability and you know, what makes people less receptive. Yeah.
1: Be great. And learning how to learn how
2: to
1: check your emotions, man. Let me tell you something. Words are powerful like you mm-hmm. like your point in church the pastor mm-hmm. or the reverend all he's using is words but it's in the right. context of how he's using them that gets people the holy Ghost and mm-hmm. running up and down the aisles it's only mm-hmm. the power of the word once you understand the power of words you sit and you listen they start to resonate with you and it should mm-hmm. it should it, it should encourage you for you to look in at yourself and be like no maybe i right. Really check myself. That's what it's mm-hmm. supposed to do. But people yeah. take, like you said, people take it personal. Call them out. I ain't doing right. that. Look at you. It's like that's not that's not where I'm going with it. But we'll get there.
0: Ken said someone asked me what's wrong with being broke. That ought to tell you some people are okay with nothing.
1: Absolutely. Right. Some Definitely. people just like being who they are.
0: Yeah. It's that, I don't know if you guys ever saw that meme on social media, where it's the guy, they have, um, it's, it's I guess it's supposed to talk about like um, being grateful and they have the guy that's looking out the window at the dude on the bike. And he's like, man, I wish I had that bike. And the dude on the bike is looking at the man in the car. And he's like, man, if I could only have that car, you know? <laughs> it, it, all it is is just about the, you know, your vantage point. And, you
1: your know, perspective, man. About. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know
0: you get it, you get so, it. So yeah, so in terms of, I, I just, I think there are a number, a number, a number of factors that um that come into play with black ownership and you know, some of them are systemically in place that hinder black ownership. Yeah. But then when you start talking about credit lines and bank actually extending credit to people to purchase these, um, these properties. And then when you, like I said, like the whole thing around that student loan debt that people are saddled with, and you know, you add in the financial literacy piece. There are many different factors that that have that have hindered us. And that, I think um, Joe Biden has something in his his "lift every voice" plan for Black America that's supposed to help with um supposed to help with home ownership. if he gets elected, you know, that's something that we got to hold his feet to the fire with, yeah. joy that people actually have an we're opportunity. Still,
1: we're, 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 we're still under the 1968 Fair Housing Act, mm-hmm. you know, which prohibits discrimination um uh, fair housing and fender lending clients because mm-hmm. you know, so you know we we have that advantage but you know most people like i said live especially in the metrop- metropolis the metropolis these areas and city areas people want to rent it. and they don't want to buy homes they want to they want to live in the building on the 16th floor <laughs> <laughs> you know the
2: balcony
3: and, and and to pay a lot of money for, like uh, I know I know I know a buddy of mine. This dude lives from New York. And I kid you not, man. I don't know how many thousands he paid for this, but I mean, it's a great area view, great great area. But I'm like, yo, you could have bought two
1: damn, you could have paid two mortgages, you know. But I know I know I know I know a person who lives in the, in the Bronx. I was gonna say semi gentrified, but you ask me, a gentrified. The building they live in got a pool, got a pool, oh, got a daycare. They got a, a roof deck, and it, it's not—it's not, it's right down the block from the old Golden Lady. If anybody knows who the old Golden uh, Lady, that uh, yeah, the point. <laughs> yo, son, yo, please. and I'm like, I know what you're Yo, that's the bro. You know that's so- what that's called. That's called the bro. Now we're bro. When I went in the spot, I was like, this shit is right here. Like, how is this right here?" What? Mm. that's yo. She can afford it, paying for it. I wonder how, how much?
3: How much? How much you think a spot running for roughly? Nothing under what? Rent
1: wise? Yeah. Three grand. Man. Twenty five hundred. Weekend, yeah, maybe more, depending on if you got one bedroom, two bedroom, whatever. You know what I mean? A lot of young professionals that live in New York, the young professionals, they're working pretty decent jobs.
0: Yeah. You know? Yo, that, that area up and coming too is real artsy. They got bistros. Yeah. I know exactly what he's talking about. Ken says, a lot of times we don't share knowledge and we don't work together. Money is made on a print press. There's enough to go around. Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's the crowds in the barrel. Everybody think that, you know what? I got there's one buck to be
1: made and I gotta make it. That's it. And that and that and that that right there has always held us back. People sharing now. I remember do that when we was in high school. And where get them sneakers from? I ain't telling <laughs> <laughs> you. Where they got sneakers, hoodie, jeans, all mm-hmm. that. Cause they want they want you looking looking like them. But I don't know. We'll get Black ownership is a great thing. It was a good point that I had to make too about it, too, man. Um, said black ownership was the same as it was 20 years ago, just 20 years ago. America would have 770,000 additional black homeowners. Black homeowners, yeah, I saw that that what, what, what the hell was going on back then? I think it was it was a thriving community. It, uh, 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 Economy. I think. I think a lot of people were coming home from colleges getting jobs. People were getting more promotions. There was a lot going on from the, the early, the late '80s into the '90s into the 2000s. Another thing too was the marriage rate. Too, the marriage rate was
3: higher.
1: Marriage rate was higher. It was a lot,
2: no, It
1: was, it was, was a I lot like- of positive going on at that time, and I think. The 2008 housing crisis, man. all the, all that shit that was happening on during then,
3: it turned people sour, man. People it, just like, I'm tired of I'm going back to renting. Plus, you know I mean? plus, plus, we also gotta put uh, you know, factor in, in like the early 90s up until about three years ago. You know, it was, it was, it was a lot of wars. We had Desert Storm and all this other stuff back in the 90s and all that, or the Gulf War and all that. So you had a lot of uh, blacks and minorities that were on that VA loan, you know what I'm saying? That was coming back, and they had a guaranteed, you know, housing and all that stuff too. Yeah, so I think true. the job that 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 was a major factor too, as far as you know how,
0: how, how things were back then. Well, or, you, you,
3: know, still, you military still, personnel coming back.
0: Well, you still technically, you know, even with um, like right now, like people in the military, they do have access to. Getting, you know, special um loans and everything, housing loans, but they make them jump through hoops. And they yeah. hoops to get
3: that. I money. mean that too, but you gotta look at the dip. You know, we had the we had the crash of the economy and all that. It was a lot of people that were given the mortgages that really right, weren't yeah. qualified and you know, a lot of lot of
1: haywire stuff. But since but since two thousand eight, we're mm-hmm. the only ones still declining. The gap is getting bigger. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and remember, there was a time where they definitely redlined us. It wasn't allowing us to get in certain neighborhoods. They was making them pure Caucasians and selling us the, the, the peanuts at the end of the show. But now the gap is widening and we have the advantage to go and buy a home without there being anything redlining. Like it was legal for them to give Caucasians the better, the better pick of the litter. And they keep mm-hmm. the left, but now they can't do it. And this is this has been for the last 40, 50 years. But yeah. like I said, it's all perception is all what you want. It's all desire. I think that
3: goes back to what you were saying too earlier, brother Rob, and also and what I agreed upon too. A lot of people, like just in the state of New York, in Jersey, you have a lot of black millionaires, but they don't they don't want the home. They rather live in a condo or apartment man, or whatever. Man. They don't they don't want
0: to. Yeah well this concludes this 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 episode but you know, we got we got some good shows lined up that i'm excited about one in particular we're we not allowed to talk about <laughs> <because it's, laughs> but, but the, the publicist told us we can't talk about it as yet but we got we got some good episodes um coming up soon so everybody please like comment subscribe if you haven't watched some of the previous episodes and you're new to us go back and check out some of the some of the previous episodes yeah, but,
2: mm-hmm. you know i
0: i've been i've been going back watching some and i got like some some favorite shows man I, I went back the other day and i watched the very first episode well i listened to the very first episode because we weren't recording at that time wow to a year and i was like man like yo the the evolution of no ideas original podcast is something
1: God, you got me smiling
0: over here,
3: I'm going to go yeah, check tell you what, fellas. Do y'all, do y'all have like two overall favorite shows, or is more than two? Like if you had to pick out of, out of all episodes done, because today's the 40th episode, correct? Yeah, today's the 40th. I'm trying do y'all to- have like the top two, or that's, 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 that's too small of a number to even like break down? I'm,
0: um, let me see. Top two. One of the ones that I I like the one with um DeMont Pender. I like B Perks. I like yeah, I like the B perk
1: episode. Um I like Willy Esko. Yeah, so Willie Esco. Yeah, Willie Esco was dope. Yeah, it was dope. That was good. Um What about Ron G, man? Ron G had had had, had, had a good, you know. Now Ron, now Ron G was dope, man. G was good, yeah. he, he gave us he gave us that little fat Joe story, which was dope. Oh, too. that was so funny, yeah. I be
0: cool yeah so it's i mean that we i say i was to say like go back give us a shot listen check it out um if you haven't you know go go to youtube some
1: like Jews, you know, shows man yeah
0: oh
2: the both,
0: the,
3: the, one of my favorites not to cut y'all was was elder about two episodes ago
1: oh of course
0: yeah
2: yes. yeah um, yes, sir. man
0: if you aren't following us already on ig follow us on ig no idea ridge peace everybody have a good night Have a good weekend, people. Peace.